Taking care of our mental health is something that has come into sharp focus in recent years. And today's guest, homeschooling veteran Lena Brown, is here to share some important insights on mental health and homeschooling. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Welcome, I'm Lisa Maladnik. Today we're talking with Lena Brown about mental health and homeschooling. Lena Brown is a traditional Roman Catholic wife of 13 years to her husband Robert and mother of four children ranging from 2 to 12 years old, three of whom are homeschooled. Lena has a BS in psychology with an emphasis in infant and toddler development. She has worked with parents and children from infancy through 8th grade and has been a mentor and teacher for a teen mom program. Lena and her family have shared their homeschooling experiences in media outlets, such as the Associated Press, Fox News Live, and the podcast From the Kitchen Table with Rachel Campos Duffy and Sean Duffy. You can find Lena, and I think you're really going to want to connect with her because she's very active in homeschooling and active at Facebook. At her page, look for Arlena Brown, A-R-L-E-N-A, and then Brown, just like it sounds. And I'll have that in the show notes so you can click straight through. So good to have you with us, Lena. Thanks for making the time today. Thank you so much, Lisa, for inviting me. I'm so oh, it's excited my joy. to be with you today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I want to just tell the audience, because I got your permission before we hit record, you are not at home right now. Tell us a little about what you're doing, and, and you don't, don't tell us the exact location, because someone might crash your private time. Just kidding. Um, but, sure. <laughs> yeah, tell us about where you are and what you're up to. Well, it ties into our theme today. My lovely husband got me a hotel room for two nights. So that I can take a much needed break for the kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I said to Lena, when I found that, I was like, oh, I love him. And she said, I do too. That's <laughs> 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 so awesome. So, hey, Robert, thank you, sweetheart. I love you. Yeah, brought to you by our sponsor, Robert Brown. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you again for making the time, Lena, especially when you're taking this time for yourself. Um, we need that. And sometimes we just, we, can get so involved in our lives and so stressed we don't see an opening to do it. And we need sometimes not only to say what we need, but also to have somebody advocate for us like your wonderful husband. Um, but there are particular kind of issues and qualities to our conversation as homeschoolers. Would you step us into why this discussion of mental health is so important to homeschoolers? Sure. I think this is such an important topic because I think it's also kind of a taboo topic. We talk about curriculum. We talk about activities and socialization for the kids. But oftentimes, I think people may have a sense of shame about talking about mental health. But it's actually a huge issue. And I believe that a lot of people may feel isolated and, you know, are afraid to reach out for help. 
Yeah. And, and we can think of so many times too. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast. We all have bad days and sometimes we have bad seasons or bad years. We can, our families can go through a lot. Our society is going through a lot. And so, and of course, with all the lockdowns and everything, we've experienced isolation on a scale that we haven't seen before. But also, in some ways, our communities got stronger because there was a tsunami of new homeschoolers flooding into you know, trying it out because of everything that was going on. What made this topic important to you personally, Lena, to step us into the context of your story and how this emerged as an important area of to bring into your life? Sure. Um, I struggle with mental health and I have for some time, but as you said, there's been so much going on throughout the past couple of years that is just amplified. And even though homeschooling is such a great thing, it can also be very stressed and overwhelming and just constant, you know, as the, the needs for our children change, so do the needs for our mental health spaces. And I think it's just so important that we pay attention to those things so that we can have the best outcomes for ourselves and for our children. They're better when we're better. Yeah. And I feel like you being transparent about needing time alone, you working these things out with your husband, that is an amazing example to set for your children, that they know they can live a beautiful and meaningful life, even with struggles with their mental health, and just even on the basis of noticing self-care. You know, it's never going to be perfect or totally consistent, right? Because life is always happening. But there you are standing for it. And I have to believe that they're absorbing that. That's so important. You know, God is so good. I mean, he has really opened our eyes to what's important at this time. We have even implemented things with our children to say, you know what? Sometimes we don't have it all together. Let's take some time to rest. So I have implemented quiet time in our family. We spend an hour each day in complete silence. You can read a book. You can take a nap, but everybody's quiet. <laughs> nice. And it has done wonders for us. It really has. Yeah. Step us into what you've seen emerging. What are you noticing about them and about your family since you've started just putting the brakes on and creating that space for everyone to be in silence? I think everyone has become a little bit more self-aware. My kids are able to put names on their emotions. Um, I, for one, and my husband as well, we have entered into therapy with a great Catholic um, therapist. And I mean, I just can't explain how God is so good to us. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Um, I have had to prayerfully discern at times, you know, what to do, what is my next move. And at this time, I've decided that, you know, I needed to take some medication because. I would rather take medication and be level-headed and clear-headed for my children than to kind of wait and see what happens. Such as my personal experience. Um, I want to be the best for them, but also for myself and for my husband. And it has done so much. Oh, pause here. 
<laughs> wow, that's so beautiful to hear. I have an old friend. I'm actually realizing I'm out of touch with her and should probably reach back out again. Um, but she told me because she suffered from postpartum depression that she took a, a particular form of Prozac at a certain point, you know, started taking it in a, and it was a one that was designed specifically for women. You know, it wasn't just one of these drugs that's been massively tested on men and then you give the same dose to women. It was actually really intentionally created for women. And I wish I had the name of that, but anyone can ask their doctor. She said when she started taking it, she realized she'd been depressed her whole life and she felt like herself for the first time. So yeah. yes, there are cautions using medication. We all have to be really careful and stay in touch with our doctors. There's always that side of it. But there are beautiful success stories, and yes. and it's so good to hear yours, Lena. Um, what what does the medication provide? Well, you know, just like you stated about your friend, you know, I am back to myself. I feel like as mothers, as parents, we often lose ourselves in the day to day. You know, we're taking care of children that are changing. You know, I have three preteens and. We also have a toddler, so it's, just, you know, go, go, go. And my husband was also um, in school. He just finished. Uh, <laughs> he was in school for two years, and um, it was just very, very intense, you know. And I, I had to realize I was pouring myself from an empty cup. Mm. And when I started taking the medication, I was like, wow, this is how it feels to be anxious. This is how it feels to to have energy. I'm like, wow, if I could do what I did with with all that going on. Imagine what I could do if I'm just okay. I'm okay now. And so I feel like the small bumps in the road that we have are not big hills. They're just they're small. You know? So I mean, at this time, you know, I just started taking it, but I just found immediate relief. Um, I didn't have the best experience to be 100% transparent. I did have a, you know, a couple bumps in the road with side effects, but this has taught me to also advocate for myself and say, you know what, doc, I think we need to try something else. And I have an amazing doctor that was willing to do that. And um, I just want to add to at this time, if anyone out there needs some help with their mental health, you have to seek it out now. It took months to be able to see someone, do the intake, get the psychiatrist. You know, it, it took a lot of time because unfortunately, um, our healthcare system is, is depleted with psychologists, psychiatrists, you know. So um, if you want to get in there and make an appointment, it's going to take some time, so you got to get on it right away if you can. Yeah, and I think you mentioned to this possibly before we started recording, but um, catholictherapist.com, uh, was that something that you looked at? Because that's, I'm not sure if I just had that in my head or we've talked about it beforehand, um, but uh, full disclosure, my friend Allison Ricciardi owns that site, and it's been around about 20 years. She's on Relevant Radio a lot. She's been on EWTN quite a bit, very faithful Catholic, and there's a screening process. So you can search by zip code in your area, and because of licensing requirements and everything, you have to find somebody in-state, even if you're doing telehealth. So it's important yeah. to just know that. But 
there are Catholic websites, and, I, and maybe we can throw some into the show notes that also uh, can help you find somebody. Um, I'll see what else I can find. But CatholicTherapist.com is probably oldest and best known. But that's a place yes. to begin to just start to see if you connect with somebody. See if you feel that's really comfortable resource. with them. Yeah. That's a great resource. And uh, we actually have our therapists through Catholic Charities. Oh. They help families. Um, you know, if you are low income, even if you're not, they have fighting C scales. Um, and they have some amazing, amazing therapists. I've had um, two therapists so far through them. One of them was just like someone I've never experienced before. He was able to advocate for my son. Um, he has narcolepsy. And he had some mental health issues, you know, just feeling down on himself and depressed about his diagnosis. And he has been so amazing. Wow, that's so, I would, so I would good to hear. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the thing is, I think it's a great place to start. But I also think referrals, personal referrals, are good because I had a therapist years ago. I have PTSD from a bad experience in college, um, an assault, and and here I am, sixty-two. You know, it's like forty some years later, and I've had some therapy along the way. And one of the best therapists I ever had was not only not practicing the Catholic faith she was born in, but she was a little troubled herself, and yet she was a gifted therapist. And I often thought to myself, because she helped me so much with her gifts and with her genuine care, you know, and all her incredible skills. I was there for her just as much as she was for me because it got me praying for her. And so it, you may not find the perfect therapist, but you, but God might be able to work through that person. But trust your instincts because sometimes there's something yeah. wrong with somebody <laughs> and you don't want that in your head. Um, sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so important. And love what you said about your son's condition too, because that's another thing that you can walk with him as someone who understands that there's sp specific self-care and and professional support and everything that is needed for him to live his best life. Absolutely. It's so important to have those conversations with your kids, especially as they're growing older. You know, we're going through the midst of puberty right now. So there's a lot of changes. There's a lot of emotions, heightened emotions, you know, so it's important to keep having those conversations and to keep checking in with yourself as a parent and saying, you know, what kind of conversations are they ready to have about mental health? What What is it going to look like for them and for me? Yeah. I just have to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, but I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you, Lino. Everybody, stay tuned. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. Okay, we're back. This is so interesting and so important, Lena. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe uh, some of the ways that homeschoolers can create that healthy balance that I know that you advocate for. Absolutely. So as we started homeschooling, we're going on our third year now. And I quickly found out how important it is 
to have a schedule that meets for me. When I first started homeschooling, I wanted it to be like school at home. And we got in there and we had a schedule from nine to two. And, you know, we just had all things. And it just became apparent to me that it wasn't working. Um, the toddler that needed to take a nap. I had a son that needed to take a nap. Um, we needed to start a little bit later so that I can get things ready in the morning and prep for dinner ahead of time. Um, and so we have had to find that balance of school and life. And so our schedule has changed as we have needed it to change. And I think that's so important to also get outside time and just get in touch with God's creation and the beauty of nature. And, you know, these are, these are kids. You know, we, we want the best for them, but we also want the best for ourselves. And we can give ourselves the grace to say, you know what? Let's go ahead and and have home schooling outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's get in touch with, with nature and let's change up our scenery. It, it does so much wonderful things for our mental health. Yeah, you know, I remember reading years ago, and this was just specifically looking at IQ, but an hour in nature apparently raises people's IQ noticeably, like when they test before and after. So I think, and I feel really close to God in nature. I mean, I can just be walking through our suburban neighborhood and the pretty flowers in people's gardens and the trees, and I just feel God's presence. And I think that says something about God's creation and how we're wired, that just being in nature, even if it's the backyard can brighten our spirits, can touch us in ways that just being indoors all the time, as lovely as our, you know, sanctuaries are in the home, it's just not enough, is it? Like, as you said, it's a balance. Right. Definitely a balance. And I've been able to see my children grow, and they notice so many things in nature that, you know, I just haven't been paying attention to. And so I've learned so much from them when we do those things. And I I just, it just warms my heart. Yeah. You know, the best teachers I ever have met in my life always say they learn from their students. And I hear that a lot from homeschooling moms, too. They're learning from their kids. Ah, so good. So good. All right. So inherently in the homeschooling environment, what are some typical challenges for our mental health that are different from maybe other environments? Sure. So I think... One of the challenges is being with each other all the time, you know. (laughs) Um, Also, if you aren't fortunate enough to have your kids in a lot of activities, it can be very lonely. You know, it can be um, a little isolating when you have family that aren't supportive. And so, you know, you have to have a sense of being mentally strong when you're homeschooling. And a lot of times, you can find yourself, you know, kind of getting lost in the shuffle of everything that's going on. And so when those moments start to happen, of course, you know, we should be able to um, have some prayers that we can go to and, you know, have some conversations. But even sometimes that's hard when you're dealing with so many things mentally. And so I believe that in order to, um, tap into those resources, we have to begin to advocate for ourselves and, um, you know, lean into our spouses 
lean into our community. Um, there's so many wonderful homeschooling groups and um, families and co-ops out there that we can, you know, be together with because us as human beings, we're meant to be together with other people. And sometimes that's a challenge when you're homeschooling. Yeah, it really is. Um, I noticed that I haven't heard you say, which a lot of women have struggled with at first, that your husband was against homeschooling. Sometimes, like it took me years to convince my husband to let us try, but then once he was on board, he was on board. So we weren't, you know, I waited for him. And so there you are, you've got your family to draw from. And the other point that came up to me as you were describing that kind of context of the challenges of homeschooling is that I've learned more about mothering about home education and about being a better human being just from being around other homeschool moms. We've, I've seen them carry unbelievable crosses with grace. I have seen them be patient under circumstances I was not capable of being patient. And so I definitely became a better human being and a better mother just from being around other moms. Oh, me too. Me too. I have some friends that have five, six, seven one friend I have has 10 kids, you know, and she's homeschooled them. So it's just amazing to see how God has created us to educate our children and, and to learn from them and to be with them and just, you know, to carry crosses through all of that. I mean, the strength is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so for those of you listening who don't, haven't found a homeschool network yet. I'm in the middle of Long Island where there are multiple homeschool networks. Some Catholic, one really big one that's Catholic. There's a couple of Christian ones. There's some kind of dicey, secular, new agey ones too. But when I first started homeschooling, I really didn't know anybody. I had found, I had finally found kind of a key mom in the big Catholic network and I had been pulling Teresa out of school to go to some of those things before I finally got permission to just pull her out of school altogether. Um, but we were so alone at first. And so, um, hang in there, pray. The right person came to me at a daily mass. I don't, I, she had her kids at mass in the middle of a, school day and somehow we got talking and she told me who to talk to. So you and we've pulled people into our network at the ice skating rink or at the grocery store, wherever you where other wherever moms are found. Um yes. <laughs> so do pray and keep an eye out and and look talk to Arlena Brown too, you know, Lena. Um on Facebook connect with her. She can maybe help you connect with people in your region um, just because she's really active online. You never know you could post something there and find people in your region. Yeah. There's no need to to be completely alone. We're, yeah. we're out here and we care about you. Um, yes, social media has been a huge help for me. We have a homeschooling group right here in Austin um, called St. John Bosco Homeschooling Group. And I've met some amazing families like that. And, um, you know, there's just so many resources out there um, via social media and the internet. You know, we, we have that resource to tap into nowadays, which is wonderful. Yeah, that's a great point, because when I started, it was a Yahoo group. I couldn't find them. I searched online, and I couldn't find them. They never did have a website. So some right. people, but now they're all on Facebook groups, right? So it's different now than it was when we started. Um, what are some of the benefits or advantages of being a homeschooling family for the sake of our mental health? 
Well, we don't have bullying to worry about. I mean, you know, amongst the siblings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, we don't have that to worry about. Um, my kids don't have a huge long day where they're expected to do so many different things and have so many different teachers. I have two that are in middle school. So at this point, they would have, I think, seven teachers, you know, so they don't have that to worry about. Um, you know, peer pressure. They don't have to worry about that. Um, and they're always outside. They're always playing outside. They're able to, you know, talk and not be told, stop that talking. You know, it's, it's wonderful. I know that, you know, sometimes it's challenging because, um, my kids were school for a long time and, you know, they miss their friends and stuff like that. But, I think there's just so many more benefits that I've seen with them being able to be at home and to um, especially be with our toddler. You know, they just, they love being with the baby and it's so wonderful to see what it's done for them and, and their joy and their happiness. Oh yeah. A hundred percent agree with all of that. One of the things a veteran homeschool mom said to me, I hope I can say it right, is that, when you meet homeschooled teens, they look adults in the eye. They have incredible social skills. Everyone always says, what about socialization? But they're, they're used to being with the toddler and the adult and the grandma and the, you know, the next door neighbor. They're very socialized. And the other thing is that they tend to be very innocent, but unusually mature. Like they have great emotional maturity and they know a lot. They've learned a lot. But but at 13, they're not embarrassed to still be playing with dolls with their friends if they feel like it or or run around and play tag or whatever. They can still be innocent, but yet be, you know, growing up in a family that loves the Lord and that has beautiful educational opportunities and social opportunities. They really do have a strong foundation for a a healthy outlook. That is so true. And my son is the oldest and he's an altar server and I've seen him grow so much in maturity from just doing that and spending time with the priest and the other boys up there. I, I just think it's wonderful. I mean, that's my, that's my only son. We have three girls and one son. Um, I, I'm just really enjoying watching them grow up in, in stature and in maturity. Yeah. Yeah. In age and grace, right? All yeah. right. Yeah. So um, you have touched on this already, but Lena, what other ways has God blessed your family in this journey of awareness of creating an environment for really good, healthy, you know, good mental health? We've been able to talk to each other more. And, you know, when we were first having the kids in school, I was working, my husband was working. We had some very long days. Sometimes we have to drop the kiddos off at six in the morning. We wouldn't see them until six at night. So it wasn't um, a big priority for us to get together and to talk because we were in survival. You know, but now I get to spend more time talking with them, checking in with them. And this is something that has been truly a blessing to our lives. You know, of course, everyone needs a break. You know, even if it's that hour or, you know, like it is here where I am now, <laughs> two days away from the baby. But, um, <laughs> I mean, just having those conversations, it's something that I didn't get to experience as a child. So I, I hope they find it helpful. 
you know, sometimes they look at me like, oh, here she goes again. But, <laughs> you know, I, I think they'll begin to learn that this is such a great resource that we have with each other. And the number one thing that we do together that I absolutely love, my husband and I didn't have this growing up, is that we're able to pray together. We make it a point to do either the rosary every night, St. Michael prayer, um, you know, some something, read scripture. and. Yeah, and you're touching on so many beautiful things. You've talked about the quiet time and your children understanding their own feelings better. I remember hearing uh, a statistic from kind of a leadership development coach, because I'm a coach myself, and the statistic basically was that the most important factor in success, at least this was from the corporate standpoint, was emotional intelligence. That ability to know what you're feeling, and instead of reacting out of those feelings, to choose a response. And so when there's no silence and everything is like you said, you were in survival mode, it's very hard to get in touch with what's going on inside me, and how do I want to choose to manage it for the outcome that I hope for? And you're giving your children that opportunity to grow in that beautiful emotional intelligence. It's just, I really can't say enough about that. And the example and the togetherness and of your prayer time together, having that time to have those conversations so that they can say what they need to say and know sure. that someone hears them. Just so beautiful, Lena. You're just touching on, I think, some of the most important factors in our lives for our mental health, our spiritual health, even our physical health. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it took a lot of work to get to this point. I don't want anyone to feel that, you know, it's something that's not attainable. It takes a lot of work, but it is so worth it. My husband and I have been together a long time. We've been through so many things you guys couldn't imagine. But, you know, God is always faithful. God is always there with you. And he sees you. He sees you when you're please reach out to him. He's there waiting for you. He really is. Yeah. Amen and amen. And thank you for saying that because in this avatar world where we tend to be almost forced to compare ourselves to others, we just, it looks from the outside like other people are having an easier time of it than we are. And whatever it is that we are in agony over, we just assume no one else is and that we're the only ones and it makes us weird or people are going to see us as failures. And this coming down to you know, the top priorities of being present in prayer, in silence, in conversation, in those opportunities to be fully present, to be incarnational. You are, that's the mother load. And that's why, because that out of your struggles, you and your husband and your family has come wisdom. Is I believe that's why you're so greatly blessed because you keep going to the well in those nourishing ways. What would you like to leave us with, Lena, as we're wrapping up? I would like to leave you guys with hope that if I can do it, you can do it. You can certainly do it. Like I said, you know, God is faithful and he's just there waiting for you. Um, tap into adoration too. I can't express that enough. Um, <laughs> it's so important. And it's, it's just having that quiet time with the Lord can do so much for your mental health as well. Um, you know, seek out those resources. You will need them. Your children will need them. They're counting on you as well. You know, um, we can all handle that pressure with God's grace. 
and the intercession of um, the Blessed Mother, Saint Divna. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so um, I, I would just like to thank you, Lisa. I, I really enjoyed this day. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a joy, Lena. Thank you so much, because I feel like I'm taking away from this a deeper awareness of some really important touch points, and I'll be probably bringing those into my prayer journaling and uh, letting them settle into my into my heart today. Thank you so much for blessing me, for blessing our listeners. God bless you and your family, Lena. God bless you too, Lisa. Oh, it's my joy, my joy to have you with us. Arlena Brown, A-R-L-E-N-A Brown, B-R-O-W-N on Facebook. Touch base with Lena. She's a wonderful resource, and I'm sure she can help you begin to navigate some of what is unclear for you right now. And of course, as she said, bring it to the Lord. Lena, can't thank you enough. Everybody, thank you for being with us. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye-bye. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.